Hello there, friend. Welcome back to the Cash Confidence Stylist Podcast. So before we get into this episode, I got a question for you. How often do you ask yourself, where the hell is my money going? Okay, look, a lot of us, that runs in a constant loop in our mind. And it's time to take your first step towards financial empowerment. So I wanted to give you a free resource that is going to help you do just that. I wanna give you Assess Your Situation, which is the first module in my course, as well as your guide to figuring out where the fuck your money is actually going. Sorry if you have kids in the car. So this is gonna be a free guide that I've created to help you break the loops, providing you with tools to assess your current financial situation. You don't even have to break out the calculator and to help you gain awareness about what you actually need to start making those money moves where it truly matters. So go ahead and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the show notes and snag it. The link is down there um, and enjoy this episode. Let me know how assessing your situation goes. Thanks friends. Welcome to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. Here, we dive into topics that reach far beyond the salon. I'm your host, Misty Jane. I'm a life and money coach for stylists who are obsessed with personal growth. I help you enhance your mindset around money, build a business that lights you up, and create a life of peace. Me and my guests are on a mission to normalize the wealthy stylist while creating a safe space to be perfectly imperfect. Wanna join me? then you're in the right place. Hello there, friends. Welcome back to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. All right, so I'm chatting with my friend Kelly Kane. She is Scissors Make Sense on Instagram, and we are talking about all of the shame and judgment that is put into the money coaching and money education world. And we're talking about why we are not here for it. So this conversation is super valuable because we put a lot of shame and judgment on ourselves because of what society has kind of taught us to feel about finances. And we're over it and we want to give you a new perspective and a new fresh way to think about all of the things when it comes to getting your financial shit together in your business as well as in your personal life. So if you love this episode and you find value in this episode, please share it with either someone that needs to hear it or on your social media platforms. The more people that listen to this podcast, the more people that are going to start shifting their money mindset um, and the way that they look at their relationship with finances. And that is my goal. So please, 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 if this resonates with you, tell everyone. They need to know, okay? Let's change the narrative. And I hope that you enjoy. Talk to you on the next one. Hello, Kelly. How are you today? Good. How are you? I always laugh at my like podcast voice at the beginning of these. It's like... (laughs) It slowly goes away though. Um, I'm super pumped for this topic. You and I went live, I don't know, last month, something like that, um, about it. And it was just one of those where I was like, we have to like talk about, everyone needs to hear this. Um, And today we're talking about shame-based money coaching. (laughs) Fun. There's a lot of coaches in the um, money coaching world or money education world, I guess you want to call it, that use shame um, and make us really feel like shit for maybe the situations we have put ourselves in or having debt or not having enough in your savings or whatever. And I don't like it. And I want to talk about it. 
Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, I get that it's good clickbait because that's a lot of what it is, right? They're putting it on social media, but they're almost doing it at the expense of other people. And I can't tell you how many times I see something and then I immediately like, I feel bad for that person because I know, you know, you and I coach around money and we have our own money stories. And so I can often like relate to where the person is coming from. And so you know, for just the average person watching it, it's probably very entertaining. But for me, it's like my empathetic side really kicks in and I feel bad for them. And I'm like, there's a better way. Like, I know that there's a way to get your financial shit together, as you say, you know, without all of that shame and embarrassment around it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and I think of like myself too, like I'm a very hard headed person. I always have been. And like, if you tell me don't do this, like, I'm going to say, fuck you. I'm going to do it anyway. Right. Like I don't like somebody to tell me what to do. Um, and I think that there's a way when it comes to money to help somebody see what is going on and be honest with themselves about, you know, maybe what has happened in the past or what habits that they have that have put them in the position they're in without completely making them feel like shit. Like, like why? Like you make me feel like shit and be like, fuck you. I don't like it. Helpful. It's not helpful. I mean, you know, even if there's truth to what they're saying, you know, it's like, it's not helpful. It's kind of like, okay, this is where we're at. So let's look at where we're going and let's put some strategy in place and some hope and some accountability because at the end of the day, there's always a way out. And so I think if we focus on the solution versus like the shame of what got us there, um, it's a lot more helpful. It's just, I think it's not helpful. And again, I think it's a lot of entertainment to kind of get the views to get you ahead. Oh, for sure. I mean, and I think too, like I was listening to another, um, so, you know, we might talk a lot about this one particular shaming money coach, um, that probably most people know. Um, but there's another one out there that I really like, right? Like I, he has a show on Netflix. Like I've watched some of his show. I've, I follow him on Instagram and I'm like, I really, this is awesome. Like he, this is a better way to approach things. Right. Um, seems more empathetic and, you know, but still helping people, whatever. And then I decided to get his book and I'm reading his book and it's like, dumb Dan has this credit card. And I'm like, here we go again. Like, like, why are we doing this? Like, I, I don't, I just don't understand because if you have somebody who already knows that their financial situation isn't the greatest. They're already beating themselves up about the situation. They already feel all the shame, all the judgment on themselves. We don't need to add to that. We just need to help them and direct them to how to get out of that and maybe remind them like, hey, how you feel right now, you don't have to feel like this in the future. And here is how you can get out of it rather than being like, well, you're dumb. So, okay, now let's make a plan. Like, no. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, I guess in a way, like we're all dumb, Dan, or we're all dumb, Danielle, you know, like we are because you don't know what you don't know. People don't put themselves in that situation because they know better and they're dumb. They put themselves in those situations because they don't know anything different. And, you know, society is constantly coming at us with finance this, buy now, pay later, do all of these things. And it's like, that's all we know. And so we do it. And it's like, we learn through our actions. And so you're not dumb for it. You know, it's out there everywhere. So it's again, just really focusing on like, how do we know better? And a lot of times it's going through and learning from someone who's been there. And you and I both have our own money story of like, we've been in that situation. So it's very relatable. And then we share a story of like, having been in that situation, this is what I've done to get out of it. And you can too, but yeah. it doesn't make you dumb. 
Yeah. And I mean, I think back of that time in my life too, like of how, you know, stressed out, um, you know, how all my decisions were based around the scarcity and and the lack of and all of that. Right. And I think back of like really what I needed in that time. And I needed somebody to help me and to guide me and not to make me feel worse. Um, and I think that that is, what's awesome about what you and I do, right. Is like, and that's why I added like the life coaching into what I was doing. I realized very quickly that like money coaching is more than just, here's how you do a spending plan. And here's how you get out of debt. Like, you know, you, there's so many deeper aspects to it. And a lot of times these money shaming coaches, I have, I would say probably 80% of my clients have tried to do their methods before and they have not been able to stick with it, right? Because it's like this one size fits all, like you have to do it like this. And if you don't do it like this, then again, you're dumb or stupid or whatever. And it's like, no, like one size fits all is not going to work for everybody. And there's, there's mindset things that have to go into it as well. Like the actions are very similar for everyone, right? But they can be tweaked around what somebody needs and maybe around what they're, what they're, past money story looks like and what their future story needs to needs to be. Would you agree? Yeah, 100%. And I think it doesn't have to be so black and white. I remember from the first time we had this conversation, it was like, you know, there's messaging out there that debt is bad, right? And it's like, you know, 90% of people think that debt is bad because you're hearing this all the time. And it's so black and white. And it just doesn't have to be, as you're saying, it doesn't have to be a one size fits all. There is a plan that will work for everyone. Um, I know for me working with salon owners, it's like the first thing we're going to do is look at your situation. We're not going to compare it to anyone else. A lot of times we're gathering information that we've taken in personal, you know, it's like from your parents or from a friend or something like that. And you're just doing what they did because you don't know better in the salon world, it's they're borrowing from places they've worked before. And so I think step number one is, hey, let's look at your situation. Let's break it down because your situation is no one else's situation. And it's not black and white. It's okay if you have the credit card. It's okay if you've got a loan. It's okay. Like we're going to look at that. We're going to figure out the why and the how, and then we're going to have a plan of action um, moving forward. I use a credit card because I love the points, you know, and so I'm really disciplined in how I use it and how I pay it off. Off, but, you know, there are people out there that'll just say, nope, they're bad. And that's yep. because, you know, I understand they're catering to maybe the weakest link of the person who can't use it responsibly, but that doesn't mean there isn't a way to use it responsibly and that there aren't people out there who can use it responsibly. Well, and I think that that narrative kind of keeps you in that scarcity mindset, even if you're taking the steps, right? So it's almost like, I don't know, and I could be wrong in this, but it's almost like keeping a client forever, but not in a good way. You know what I mean? Like, let's just keep you in scarcity. Sure. You're going to see some like things change, but like, you're still going to need me, you know? And I know for me, like, I don't want people to need me in that aspect anymore. I want them to be able to learn how to coach themselves when things happen, because your money story is going to be a roller coaster. You're not going to, you know, get all your shit together. And then it's more than likely going to stay exactly that way for, you know, however much longer you're alive. Like <laughs> there's going to be things that happen unexpectedly. There is going to be, you know, income drops, income shifts, like all the things. Um, so I think it's very interesting. Like I, I just think that empowering people is so much better than making them feel like shit about it. And I want to talk about the debt thing for a second too, because that is a great point. And I'm glad, glad that you brought that up. Um, because yes, they're very much is this like, well, debt is bad. 
but I want you to think about the debt that you have. I have never once felt like my mortgage was bad. Never one time, not once, right? Like there's people, you know, car payments, right? It just is what it is. I wanted this car. I can afford this car payment. It's not bad. But then you have like a business loan and you feel like shit about it because society has made you feel like shit about it, you know? And it's just kind of one of those things where it's like debt is risk, period. What are you willing to risk your future for? You are borrowing from your future self to make something happen today. So what is it that you're doing that for? And I think that we need to look at that because like, you know, I've talked openly about my current business debt. For me, it is what it is. I love this business. I want this business to grow. I'm not shaming myself for this business, right? So it's like my my mortgage, same thing, you know? Now, granted, in the past, all of my debt was consumer debt. That didn't feel good. So that's different. What are you willing to risk your financial situation on? Yeah. And I think some of the lessons out there are a little antiquated. You know, it's like talking about debt and things like that. One of the popular lessons from, um, you know, one of the coaches is that, you know, if you can't pay cash for your car, then you shouldn't. We don't live in that day and age anymore. I mean, when I was growing up, my dad was able to go buy me a $500 car. My first car was a Ford Festiva. It looked like a toy, you know, (laughs) and he did. He was able, you can't buy a car for $500 now. So to tell someone you should never have any debt and you should only pay cash for your car or else you shouldn't be driving it. That's absurd. I mean, even if I go out and buy a, a, a used vehicle so that I can get from A to B, I'm probably still financing that. Um, and then things like even just thinking about like putting aside the hundred or the thousand dollar for an emergency fund and things, it just shows how dated some of those um, teachings are. And so, like you said, I mean, there's a way to use debt for your lifestyle in a very positive way, as long as you understand your financial situation and what you can afford for those monthly payments and having Um, a plan behind it. And I loved you. You made a post the other day that I was like, exactly. So you're like, look, if you're going into debt so that you can get your Starbucks, that may be something we want to look at, but a vehicle that you're going to drive every day to help you get back and forth from work and your house that you're going to live in, you know, and it's shelter and heat and all of these different things. Like it's okay. (laughs) Yeah. I, um, I, what is the quote that I always try to think of? I only go into debt for things that will make me more money. You know, now granted a car, not so much, but I personally don't love a car payment, but I haven't had a car payment in a long time and I don't want to have one again, but that, but the, I don't shame other people who are willing to have a car payment, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, and the car depreciates, but in a way it can make you money if you're using it to get back and forth to work. Right. Right. Yeah. No, it's very true. I, I just think the whole debt thing is so interesting to me, right? Like, because again, there's the shoulds the shoulds. Well, you shouldn't have this or you should have this and you should do this. And, and I hate the shoulds. I hate them. I really try to like stop myself from saying it myself. I try to catch other people that say it like, quit. who, who said that you should do that? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, we have to figure out what our values are, what works for us, what we want our future to look like. You know, I have um, a client in the salon, a hair client who they make great money and they sold their like close to a million dollar home and they moved in with their two kids in a fucking RV, an RV. Okay. They live on an RV park and they have taken their kids to Iceland. They have taken, like all they do is travel. Like every time I see her, where are you going next? Where are you going next? And they take these amazing trips, right? Everyone thought she was insane. 
insane. And it's like, I'm like, you are fucking awesome. Good for you for saying F you to everyone else and doing what I think is she has two girls. Like I think is going to make those the most well-rounded children, you know, like, do I want to live in RV? No, (laughs) but like, how cool is that? And I think that we have to like figure out what it is we want out of our life and, and let go of what the people that are shaming and judging. Cause at the end of the day, it's just judging, right. We're just judging other people. And that's not, that's why, like, I don't, I don't want that. <laughs> I mean, that's the bottom line is it's not helpful. And your money story is your money story, you know, yeah. RV or whether it's, you want to live in this big house and entertain and, you know, it's, where's your priorities? Like their priority is in traveling and seeing the world and having experiences with their kids. But for some people, it may be having everyone over into their home and hosting and being te- together in that way. And your story gets to be your own story. Absolutely. What um kind of what shame and judgment do you see a lot of salon owners have like on themselves when it comes to money? Well, I mean, I think the biggest thing that I see is like they know something's not right. They know it should be better. They just a lot of them don't have the understanding or the tools of like why they're like, I don't get it. I know money's coming in. I don't know. Then they take the step to say work with someone like me where we really deep dive. And then you start asking them questions like, you know, okay, so tell me where you're at. What is your payroll margin? And then they don't know. And that's where they start feeling a lot of shame. And I'm like, it's okay. If no one's ever asked you this and no one's ever taught you how, why would you know? It's nothing to be embarrassed about. But a lot of times I think it is the lack of information that they feel the most shame around, but it is also that lack of information that keeps them from taking a look. And it's like, they just go all day long. You know, it's like, they're, they're like, oh, sure. They look at the balance. And so they're like, oh, there's money there. I can do these Amazon swipes or, you know, my favorite one that I always talk about is like, they're providing LaCroix and organic granola bars for people, but they're not paying themselves. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, and again, that falls into like using money to kind of hold on to people, to impress people, to do this. And then they're not even taking care of themselves. Yeah. And I mean, the education aspect, right? Like where would somebody, if you are not seeking out this information, we are not learning this in school. We are not learning this in hair school. Majority of us are not learning it from our parents because they never learned it anywhere. So we have all this judgment around ourselves of why we don't have any knowledge around how to make your money work for you. But it, where would you find that? Like, So it does get to a certain point where it's your responsibility to start educating yourself. And that's when you do have to kind of look in the mirror and go, okay, something isn't right. Where can I, where can I expand my knowledge to make it right? And it's a daily practice. You mentioned this earlier. I was going to add to it is like, like you said, it's not like a one and done. You don't just get the magic plan. You know, it's kind of like diet and exercise. So it's like, we know with money, it's money in, money out, money in, money out. And that's what a lot of people just look at. And it's like, you know, uh, what is it? The food in and then calories burned and it's the same, but it's different for everyone. And you can't just go by that basic principle. And then once you find out what's working, you have to stick with it. And I, that's one of the things I empower salon owners with is like, I'm going to do this for you today. It's a done for you service. When we are done, you are going to have your plan. However, if there is a change at all in your business, you add an employee, you lose an employee, prices of color go up, whatever it is, you have to do this exercise again. So while I'm doing it today at where you're at and you'll have that information, I'm also empowering you to be able to do this anytime there is a change in your financial situation because you have to redo this exercise 
every single time there's a change and it's the same, you know, diet and exercise or whether it's your money, it is a daily practice. You can't just lose weight and then go back to your old ways. Yes. <laughs> all that. You can't just get your money situation straight. And now you're like, I'm good. And then you start spending again, the way that you were before, um, without the intention behind it. God, I love that you're saying this because I I think there's this misconception that, um, you know, once they learn this information, they only learn it once and that's it. And, and the thing is, is you got to think of how long did it take you to get in the on unideal situation that you're in, right? A lot of times years or their whole lives, you know, for me years. I mean, I was 30 years old when I learned this stuff, 30. So there was a lot of mistakes made, a lot of debt, a lot of holes, Right. And what's interesting is, is once you learn it, that doesn't mean you have to do it once and you never do it again. I mean, my husband and I just had this conversation where, hey, we need to sit down and we need to kind of start the process over again. We need to sit down. We need to assess. We need to see where the leaks are. We need to see where the habits have changed and we need to like revamp things. And this is like the, I don't know, second or third time we've had to do it. Like you have to do it often. So learning the information doesn't mean that you do it once and you never do it again. It means that you have the knowledge when things shift and when things change in your life. So I love that you brought that up. Love it. And one of the things is like, you know, you and I both are money coaches. I do it more on the business side and you're more on the um, personal side. And it's like, you, what people don't know is behind the scenes, you and I on Instagram have messaged each other to say, Oh, Oh boy, here I am a money coach. And I did this, you know, we, I sent you something funny on black Friday. It was like something about spending. And then I was like, but I feel like a hypocrite sending that because right. I was I was at home sick and I was doing all the online shopping because Instagram ads were getting me. And I'm like sending this thing about not needing to spend. And I'm the cat in the poncho. I don't remember. (laughs) So many people sent me that. I'm actually going to put it on my Sunday funnies. on. (laughs) That's so funny. It probably was, but you know, here I am. And it's like, we're not perfect. It's just like the trainer, you know, that's like going to go eat the donut with their friends. It's like, we're not perfect. And we're not expecting you to be perfect. And I think sometimes that's what it looks like with these coaches who are out there doing the shaming as though they're just sitting on some type of pedestal, like they're better than you. And it's like you and I, I love that about both of us is that we're not sitting here like we're perfect. Just like you said, you and your husband have just had to revisit it. I have had times, you know, I had some major shifts in my team this year and, you know, I've had, um, my color rep just reached out and was like, Oh, we've got this like buy three, get one free type thing. And I said, no, that's okay. Cause I just, I just need to do my regular ordering. I don't need to stock up. I need to, you know, hold back. And that's because I know that there have been shifts and I'm willing to look at that, but that doesn't mean that because I tell other people or how to run their finances, that mine are always perfect. Yes, it's so true. I mean, I'm going into 2024 where I have to be a little bit more careful of where I'm investing my money into with my business, right? And I had this yesterday. I I have bad days, right? Like I had a day yesterday where I just wanted to cry, you know, like and it feels heavy and it sucks, right? <laughs> but the difference is in the past, I would stay in that. I would be so upset, you know. I was walking around the house yesterday going, Missy you've done this before. You can do it again. Like literally out loud, like sounded like a crazy person, you know, but I would not have had that mindset. I would not have been able to do that in the past. Right. So I think that that's what, that's the thing. Like I'm not perfect. I, I try to make that very clear on my Instagram, on my podcast, because I don't ever want anyone to think that perfection is required. Because like I say all the time, it's not about perfection. It's about consistency. And sometimes the consistency falls off and you have to look in the mirror and go, "Uh uh-uh, we got to get back to this. 
you know? So I think that it's super, super important to remember that we all have our shit. We all have our bad days. We all have our moments where we're not on track. All of us. I don't care what anyone says. I don't. Like they could be the most perfect looking person in the world. I'm like, "Mm, you've got some shit behind the scenes that you're not saying. And honestly, I don't trust those people. I hate to say that. They don't seem human to me. And I want, I want to like learn from humans. Um, but I think that it's super important to know that like perfection is not required, but consistency is. So, you know, keep that in mind when you're listening to this. Um, and don't shame yourself about it, right? Like you might get in that moment for a second, but you really got to come back to that and kind of, you know, again, look yourself in the eye and the mirror, you know, and say to yourself, like, I've done it before. I can do it again. And I have more knowledge this time. So it's going to happen faster. You know, just jumping off of what you just said is I was um, on Instagram looking at one of these popular money coaches. This one was a female and she was talking about how this holiday season, you know, and she's, she's done well for herself. So there's, there's no reason why other than she's trying to, um, you know, make a point, but she's saying like this season, she's not going to get caught up in, I have to have an outfit for every occasion. I'm going to look in what I have and I'm going to wear that. And my favorite thing that she said was, I'm going to go through all my closets Closets. Yes. To make sure that I have something that I can wear and not have to buy something. And I just kind of giggled at that because I'm like, you're trying to be relatable. And here you are saying you're going to, you know, go through all your closets. But the difference in what you were saying versus now and you and I, where it's like, we now have the tools to know when we need to adjust. We now have just like yesterday and you said you were in your feelings and all, you know, you now have the ability to recognize that something's there to check in with yourself. This is where your life coaching comes in and say, why am I feeling the way that I'm feeling? What is this bringing up for me? And, you know, then you can also take it a step further. If you are tempted to do spending or things like that is why, why do I feel like, is that to impress other people? Is that to fulfill a need, you know? And if you find that you are trying to fulfill a true need, then it's okay. But if you're like, I'm doing this, like I know with salon owners, a lot of times we spend too much money trying to keep our team happy. Mm. And it's really a form of a manipulation, which is I'm scared you're going to leave me. So I'm going to do everything I can and spend all of this money, you know, to make sure that you don't leave. And the reality is no, no matter how good you are to people, it doesn't guarantee they're going to be good to you. And so now the difference is we have the tools to get ourselves through these situations, to recognize when there's a shift in the pattern, shift in the habit, and we're able to get ourselves back on track. And that is such an excellent point because even yesterday, I had a great day until one thing, and then it spiraled into where I went. And really where I went had nothing to do, like it was like a trigger to old feelings, you know? And I was able to see that by the end of the day of like, hey, I wouldn't even have started thinking this way if this wouldn't have happened. And that's kind of ridiculous. And I know better than that, you know? So thank you for it. That's perfect because- You do like a lot of times the feelings that come up are old residual feelings that we just didn't, we get triggered by something and then that's where it takes us and we don't really need to be there anymore. You know, like I realize at the end of the night, like I don't need to think that way anymore. Like I'm not in that space, but it brought me back to when I was in that space. And like, that is, that is a thousand percent where coaching yourself comes in. And it doesn't mean that you don't cry and you don't be sad and like you don't have the bad days, but it means you can get yourself out of them way fucking faster. 
you can pinpoint the reason and then you can work from there rather than just thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so upset about this thing that you might not really need to be upset about actually, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just because you're used to being upset about it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, Kelly, I love this. Um, what would you say to the person that's listening to this and they are judging themselves or feel judged by others even, you know, in certain situations? Um, what would you say to them just to like, I don't know, help them out a little bit, give them a little bit of a lift? Yeah, I mean, I think my favorite thing is just always you don't know what you don't know. Don't put so much pressure on yourself. Realize that, you know, your money story or the things in your life or, um, you know, FOMO or experiences, they don't define you. That's not who you are. Um, and so if you're feeling that way and you're feeling like there's just like a, not a way out, that's where someone like Misty or I can come in. It doesn't have to be us. You know, it can be anyone that you feel like you relate to, but that's where someone like us come in where it's like, you know, if you have too much shame and embarrassment to go to a friend or a family member, or maybe you don't have a good example in your life, find someone who can support you because right now, like Misty and I are saying, you know, in those situations, we now have the tools, but that's because we've done the work. We've done the education. We've done the training. So go and seek out the education, learn the tools until the tools become a regular daily habitual practice. And then you then will also have the ability to do the same thing. You'll be able to pull from those resources. And like Misty said, self-coach um, yourself through and navigate those feelings. And I would even add paying attention to those feelings and asking yourself, are they true? Mm -hmm. You know, that, that has been a big one for me for the last three years is when I get into one of those funks is I will ask myself, is what I'm thinking even true? And I will tell you 99% of the time it's not. Yeah. So yeah. it's amazing. The stories we can tell ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. It's really, I think we are our own worst enemies a lot of times. And then it doesn't help that we have society coming at us at all ends too, because a lot of the stories that our mind is telling us is society or parents or, you know, friends. And, and we really need to focus on not listening to that. And that doesn't mean that that's going to stop in your brain, but you're going to be able to, to like notice it and go, you know what, that's actually a story that is not mine. It's a story that I don't need that anymore. It doesn't apply anymore. So I'm just going to set that aside and, and, you know, think differently. Like I'm very big on helping my clients take even the simplest of sentences and shifting it, you know, the simplest of I'm bad with money. How about I'm open to gaining more knowledge around money? You know, like something as simple as that can be a huge mindset shift and can put you in the right direction. So I would add that in there too. Love it. I love that. Kelly, thank you so much. Um, I love this conversation. I think this is one we should actually have all the time. <laughs> I'm just so lucky you're my friend and I've got you in my back pocket. <laughs> so whenever <laughs> I'm having these moments, I've got you there to kind of guide me through because you're just such an amazing, um, to me, friend, but just an amazing coach. Same. I mean, the amount of voice messages... <laughs> <laughs> we send each other when we're in the funks and yeah. find your person. And, you know, that can be a little difficult. And sometimes that has to be a coach or sometimes that has to be, you know, maybe somebody, your mentor or whatever, but like find the person that when you are in the funk, you can have them help you out of it or just remind you my, this is my favorite, like remind you who the fuck you are, you know? So thank you for reminding me who I am, Kelly. Yes, you. <laughs>
Um, awesome. Um, this is good. So um, I'll talk to you. You know, we'll talk on the next one. Okay. Looking forward to it. Bye. Bye. Once again, thank you for listening to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. I appreciate each and every one of my listeners more than you know. If you like what you hear, please screenshot this episode, share it with a friend, share it on social media, and don't forget to tag me, Misty Jane, and the podcast at Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. You can even take it a step further and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Talk with you on the next one.